back. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Best of Five with the full crew today. My name is Elon, and as always, it is Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. God. My name is Elon, and I'm joined by the greatest of the greatest cohorts, fellers, lady fellers, lady gent, co-host, co-friends, whatever else you want to call them. First. Host is gender neutral. The term host is gender neutral. My cr crazy fellow hosts slash friends slash whatever else. Uh, we have the wonderful, multi-talented, amazing, the purple Sharpie. It's me. <laughs> and the main squeeze, the ace king offsuit jerk, Steve, who got his <laughs> vaccine today. Was it today or yesterday? It was, uh, it was yesterday. Yesterday. I, I'm, I'm feeling a little tenderness today. Just a little tenderness. There's nothing wrong with a little tenderness, Steve. Except when it's in my heart, because my heart is made of cold steel. I disagree. Uh, also, hello <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Also, hello to everybody in the chat. We got level 100 Charizard, Lord Darkface, and Cozy Cider hanging out. What's up, y'all? Good to see you all back again. Uh, before we start, a couple things, a couple of uh, business things. Uh Got to cross off the to-do list. Sorry, words are not working today. First, I want to just say that as the only host of Best of Five who is not engaged, I want to congratulate my other two hosts of Best of Five <laughs> for, <laughs> for getting engaged. Oh. Uh, Steve spoiled the surprise by accident uh, a couple weeks ago, and we saw Sharpie announced her engagement on social media couple weeks ago as well so copycats the you day know. before my birthday i was engaged it wow. was so crazy well i'm gonna give you yeah both everybody i'm literally i'm literally 23 thank you yeah you you know the reason for that is just to double up on gift days right yeah yeah you get you gotta get a big or actually no yeah that's right now you either get a birthday or an anniversary you don't get both oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no time out actually bad right now. <laughs> <coughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure that had nothing to do with the thought process. I'm, I'm sure he's a yeah, slow guy. Yeah, totally to sure. Me... <clears throat> All the gifts. All the gifts that uh, he can. Uh, We're going to have a conversation the after this podcast. <laughs> I just, I, if y'all don't see FGC dad tweeting in the next year, I didn't do it. But I don't know who did, so don't be coming to me. Nobody knows. It's just, mm, okay? Well, here's the thing, too. I'm, I'm, it's like, I feel like if this person is thinking that far ahead, then you're a keeper, right? Because, like, they're they're thinking, like, down the line, like, 10, 20 years from now. So it's, when you're talking about engagement play, and marriage. They play grapplers. Like, they play for the long game in the immediate moment. Like, they, they play for that one opportunity. That's why I'm terrified is because this would be classic them. You know, that's, well, that's why I'm so upset right now. Like, and I'm just trying to put on a good face for the rest of the cast. It sounds like you already I'm got like hit with the very... command grab, though. You got hit with the SPD. The More like the... The set's not over, Elon, okay? I still have health. I don't appreciate everyone out here betting against me just because I get grabbed once, okay? That, you know, that, there's the more health to is the going bye-bye. Because -bye. <laughs> uh, you said... I remember you saying... Don't talk to you if you if you touch if you get touched twice and you're still living. <laughs> he got you once. 
All he needs if is one more. If you touch me two times and I'm still alive, don't talk to me. And he did it, bro. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I may actually die from this. I can. <laughs> that well, may be all my health right there. So, so first of all, uh, this is the first and possibly last episode uh, with Sharpie as an engaged woman. <laughs> it's very likely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Mr. Sharpie, I apologize. I ain't trying to start no issues. I'm marrying FGC Dad. Well, it happens. FGC you know, the, the greatest of ironies are never written. Yeah. You know? But yeah, big congrats. Unless he did write it, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. I just realized I still have my... Well, you guys want to see a magic trick? Boom! It's an extra microphone that's attached to my face. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that was still there. Uh, <laughs> I have too many microphones. Anyway. That's the, that's the basis of a sitcom right there. Is it? Too many microphones? Too many, too many microphones. Micro that's the, the song. Too many microphones in the production studio. With bam, Ewan. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we are allegedly a fighting game podcast. We, have, we, we have a lot of stuff we should talk about today. So we I do. think it's... I think it's time we get right down to it. It has been 10 minutes already. Well, not counting the five-minute <laughs> countdown. It's been five minutes. Uh, let's get to it. And as always, at the top of the show, we can't do anything else until we get our sweet, sweet, old patented recap from the Steve Ace King Officer Jurek. Steve, what happened? Let's, Where are we? A uh, lot of things happened. Obviously, we weren't with you last week, and we apologize for that. Uh, we had some things come up last minute. So... We've got a couple of weeks of big events to go through. Let's kick it off uh, with a blockbuster of an event, the Ooh. Spring Blockbuster. Uh, this was the first major event in the Skullgirls Championship Series. Um, it was, you see some familiar names in there, but it was Cloud who took it over Sonic Fox in a series of close sets. Uh, both of them coming down to the very, very end. Sonic Fox actually dropped it at the end to win it. Ten seconds. Ten seconds in the game. Ten seconds in the game. <laughs> Sonic won. Sonic won almost six straight sets in the game. He won. He won five sets straight, five games straight. And then it came down to the final 11 seconds. And it was, like, so stressful. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. Anyway, I, I have this set up so King. we can still look at the thing now. Uh, welcome to the new Sorry. shot of best of five. Now, I have a couple questions. First, Cloud. Is this Cloud 8 of 5? No, right? It's a different Cloud? No, okay. this is Cloud King. Uh, okay. he, he went by Cloud. His moniker is actually Cloud King. But most people just call him Cloud. Just like okay. we called the Kill Sage Sage and Sonic mm -hmm. Fox Sonic and gotcha. the Purple Sharpie Sharpie. Gotcha. Okay. So and... it's like that on Smash GG, but he does go by Cloud King. Gotcha. Understood. My second question. It's been a hot minute. So I'm not going to take complete fault for this. Who are these sponsors? It, is Are Sonic and the Kill Sage still with EG? Evil Geniuses? Yeah, they're still with Evil, okay. evil Geniuses, yep. Okay, who's RW? Oh, yeah, so something you have to know about the Skullgirls community is that very frequently you will see people with tags in front of their name that mm -hmm. actually won't be associated with a team at all. And they're just like a clan or just a group of people that are all playing together. Like a, a big one is Corn Club Never Dies, which is CCND. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like they have Full Bleed. Uh, they have I think Megan Missing No. They have a couple of players. Um, but like it's oh Graham Sandwich is another one. But these are all people that are like you know they practice together, they play together, and they have a moniker that brings them together. You know. Gotcha. Um, so it's kind of like that. But uh, Cloud King is not currently sponsored by anyone, to my knowledge. Okay. Somebody pick them up. And just I, beat I, I, Sonic Fox. You also have to remember. At. Well, something also important to remember about Skullgirls is that Sonic and the Kill Sage have not actively been playing Skullgirls like these other players have been playing Skullgirls. They played Dragon Ball for a time. They started Marvel. They started doing like a plethora of other games. So these like Cloud, Triv, Rabble Flaggers, these people have been practicing the game for the last four or five years straight so they've had a lot of dedicated time to Skullgirls to learn some things and sage and sonic just haven't really been playing the game the same amount and this is also a tournament exclusively online so all the people that have been practicing this entire time are able to do things that have never been tested in tournaments before which is I, I mean, offline tournaments before. So there's a lot of like nuance inside of these rankings, but it's important to remember that unlike other games where Sonic just comes and dominates, it's very, very frequent inside of the Skullgirls community that Sonic and Sage specifically, who have been picked up by really large teams uh, and have been actively competing and playing other games and dedicating a lot of time and their resources to those other games or streaming, um, have not been competing as much inside of this game as well with these tournaments like these other players have Mm -hmm. so those rankings do reflect it that's why everyone's really happy that cloud won because at back at ceo he lost the exact same way he was in grand finals winners finals the entire way knocked sonic into loser sonic ran it all the way back through losers and everybody was like oh my god just by a sliver he lost yet again so this was a really big redemption moment i'm sorry i love Skullgirls, obviously Talk, talk, talk your heart. How out. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> talk your I, I, I've never gotten to talk Skullgirls uh, rankings on this show. I watched them when I was doing the Skullgirls tour, but this is a really big moment for me right now. I like could almost cry. <laughs> I'm just there really happy. Uh, cool. Well, super. Again, I'm super excited that Skullgirls gets such a cool uh, league that's very forward facing. And I don't know if it was just my ignorance of not seeing it, but I'm seeing a lot more Skullgirls on the timeline now on Twitter. So I don't think that's ever a bad thing. So big ups to Skullgirls in the community, keeping that game alive and now progressing. And, you know, uh, the whole thing about Sonic Fox and the Kill Sage not practicing the game like the other guys, that sounds like an excuse. They got beat. They lost. Practice more next time. <laughs> they're, they're saying that, but they're also like, I don't be playing the game like that anymore, which is very true. It is a fact. They... Do not be labbing the game like that. Okay, then stop getting top eight, dang it. Or everybody else get better. Let's go. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> I'm just talking for no reason. To be fair, a lot of a lot of top five was very very close. A lot of it was. All of top eight was very close, but top five specifically was very close. It gotcha. was a showcase. <laughs> Dude, that's badass. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and watch it when I have the chance. I caught glimpses and peaks of it, but I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Anywho. Anything else we want to say about the spring blockbuster? Spring blockbuster. Uh, there's some, there's something I want to say about Trevzord, who is subscribed now for 23 months. We thank you for everything you do to help support the show. Thank you very much, Trevzord. But specifically, giving us money. We're thanking you right now because you gave us money. Just making that very clear. Well, and that is why we applause. Yeah. And also, you know what's funny? I. 
when I logged into the Twitch manager, uh, the dashboard, the first thing I saw, like the first thing my eye went to was uh, <laughs> 14 days ago when Die by Sword gifted one <laughs> uh, tier one sub to 420 Blaze It because the last show we did was on 420. Never, never ceases to make me laugh. Never ceases to make me laugh. That's pretty good. Speaking of things that never cease, I tried. Can we talk, Steve? What's the next thing? Can we talk about some central fiction? Yep. Because not this past weekend, but the weekend before uh, was the second edition of the World Serpent Championship. This mm. is a series of online tournaments, uh, pretty much all over the world, Asia. Europe, North America, South America, uh, all about Blaze Blue Central Fiction. Uh, this year was, was had a little bit of extra spice to it because in addition to people, uh, they were calling on people to share their favorite moments with the hashtag BBCF as well as the hashtag BBCF rollback. So this uh -oh. is part of the push because the Central Fiction community has been pushing very strong uh, remember, Arxis did say that they were thinking about adding rollback to certain titles. Uh, not just titles they release in the future, but legacy titles. So they're really pushing for this one to be one of them. Uh, anyway, you've got uh, all of your tournament winners here. Uh, Kyo-chan and Ice Cool holding it down on the West and East Coast, respectively, winning both events Uh in North America. Uh, also, good weekend uh, for uh, who was it? Musketeer holding it down in Brazil, winning the individual tournament, as well as being a member of the winning 3v3 team. Uh, so, congratulations to everyone, uh, especially Team Europe's winner or the European team winner. Team, I swear I didn't drop that. Mm. Arguably one of the best team names of the weekend. I also like I choose violence. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty funny. I swear I didn't drop that resonates personally with me coming from the Skullgirl Spring Blockbuster. <laughs> uh, see, it all ties in together. Uh, Always Skullgirls. So last weekend you had a couple of anime titles in the spotlight this weekend this past weekend was all about street fighter you had a couple of big events uh notably the second of the capcom pro tour events central america west so this was mexico costa rica uh the western part of central america a heavy mexican representation seven of the top eight players uh coming from mexico mj gamma top of the table he holds off kusanagi who i always love is sponsored by a wrestling organization him and el tigre uh sponsored by triple a uh but mj gamma with the win he qualifies for capcom cup picks up his first cpt top not just win um it, well actually this is i believe his first ever cpt win uh this is his first top eight in five years at a CPT event. Um, yeah, it is so good way to get back into the mix. So congratulations, Gamma. You will we will see you at Capcom Cup uh, 
uh, in early 2022. Exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. There was another event uh, that got announced uh, we didn't know about the last time we were on the air. This got announced shortly after we went off the air. As always. Uh, This was uh, the Red Bull Kumite. uh, And we'll get into this a little bit more later in the show. But Red Bull Kumite had a last chance qualifier that was only open to England uh, to English players uh, in because that's where it's going to be held and through uh, just the best way to deal with uh, quarantine measures as the world is right now. But AKA Jones holds off bold strike broski. I'm still the daddy uh, to take the top spot. He will be the last player in the Red Bull Kumite field. Mm. So congratulations to you. And there's my one typo uh, that took place in Street Fighter V, not Killer Instinct. My oh. bad on that. My that's that's this one's on me. My bad. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Keeping in line with the combo breaker t- tradition, all of Midwest refuses to use spell check. But I actually started that tradition before combo breaker did. They copied oh, yeah. me because I make my one mistake per schedule. So I know I'm not known for that now because there haven't been a ton of schedules lately, but <laughs> that's still my thing. My my typos are my thing. I own that. You definitely I, pinned I it first. Or possibly freest. Possibly freest. Alright. Okay. Alright, can we talk about what's coming on the this uh, coming weekend. So we've got a few events to keep an eye out for. Uh, Saturday is the eighth and final event uh, for Liga Latina uh, for the Mortal Kombat Pro League. After the eighth round in each of the competitions, the top players will qualify for the finals. So this is the weekend to decide who is going to uh represent uh for our south south and central america in that competition uh this weekend the capcom pro tour comes to the u.s and canada uh the western section gets their first crack at qualifying for capcom cup eight and on monday uh we haven't mentioned this before but capcom has started a new program on mondays called sets uh, it's a first to 10 exhibition between a couple players this week. It's going to be Sien versus Oswald. Uh, so some good Singapore street fighter action on deck for you. Hell yeah. And I, I want to do something here that we don't usually do. Uh, but I, it just kind of worked out that I saw all this right as we were setting up. So I want to take a look at some of the register at for the uh the cpt tournament this week uh this will be quick i promise here we go i pulled up smash gg Woo! all right so immediately at the top of the list is justin wong so i'm excited about that As especially with rose out now be a good time uh zero blast was Cyro bit blast? of news that's a bit am of I, news am i Am I thinking there, of the correct person? There was person? a statement. There was a statement released regarding that edition 
Would you like for me to pull it up? Yes, please. I had no idea until I just saw this now. <laughs> yeah, it was literally it was literally news that broke very shortly after we went live. Um, um uh, this came out on the thirtieth. Uh, so if you'll remember, oh my bad. Uh, yeah. So let let's take you back into uh, the before times mm-hmm. or the early online, uh, early days of online only tournaments. Uh, there was a a exchange of words through Twitter between Blast and Low Tier God uh, after they played a set. LTG used a homophobic slur. Uh, against Ceroblast. Several people then went through Ceroblast's tweets and found them using uh, racial slurs in their tweets. Uh, So both players were announced. uh, Capcom decided to uh, suspend both players uh, from all cap street fighter events uh for the foreseeable future they did not put an end date on that uh on the 30th capcom announced that they made the decision to lift the suspension of Blast. in part the statement reads that uh Blast was excluded from participating in the capcom pro tour 2020 season but has since shown remorse for their inappropriate behavior We hope that she has learned from this incident and will be a more positive force in the community moving forward. If any future violations occur, occur, excuse me, Capcom will permanently ban Zero Blast from all Capcom events. Uh, Capcom is continually evaluating all players that have received bans and will periodically lift bans on a case-by-case basis. End quote. Hmm. Interesting. So... It's very interesting. Um, do we have thoughts on this? There's a lot of complicated got, thoughts. There, there, there's a lot of complicated thoughts in this. So, so underneath uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of conversation was had after Capcom came out with their official statement, and. Um, I'm just going to share others' thoughts. I'm not going to state my personal opinion on this uh, because I'm not Capcom or anything like that, and I'm not one of the tournament organizers that had a statement and or had a had a part in in what the decision was behind her. What I will say is that a lot of people seem to be very frustrated by the fact that uh, she basically got a slap on the wrist for something that she hasn't necessarily always shown throughout every entity is what a lot of people are saying that she's changed. She has shown remorse, which is what I think the tournament organizers see. Um, And I think they're like, okay, well, you know, if this is what we saw and it was a one-time thing, then understood and you seem very sorry for it and we completely understand not playing for a year. We'll help you think about your options and hopefully do better in the future. But a lot of people are not happy with her being given a second chance when they don't feel like there's been enough change shown, you know? Uh, so it's completely up to the organizers and how they want to enforce this and what they want to do, and they made it very clear what they want. Um, I don't disagree with it. I don't agree with it entirely, but it's... It, I think... At the end of the day, I think that she's going to be in the tournament and there's not very much that 
we can do about it. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree that it was a slap on the wrist. It ended up being a one-year suspension for um, tweets. And I, I, I think there's a lot of discourse between, uh, about the particular words in question and whether certain people get to use them or not. I have my own opinions on that. I think that... Um, if you can avoid using them, avoid using those words because they probably don't have a uh, place in your vocabulary. I don't necessarily think that every single instance of using the word that ends in A is necessarily hateful. Um, I am one of those people that do believe that there is a significant difference between the A ending and the ER ending. And in those, in these cases, I believe what was used was the A ending. Um, but even still, I think, I don't necessarily think this is a double standard. Um, when you're talking about L LTG, uh, he had, that's his persona is being unapologetic and, you know, that he's, he's, he makes, whether that's him as a person or him as a persona doesn't matter. There is, he, he's not going to show remorse for what, for what he said. Um, and let's be honest, he's not going to, even if he were to enter a CPT event, he's not going to get far. So a ban for him is, I, I don't mean that as an insult. I don't mean that as an insult. He, not everyone in the community oh is necessarily going to be a tournament winner. I'm not going to be a tournament winner. Banning me from CPT events wouldn't really affect me because I'm not winning. I'm not doing stuff. LTG, his brand is not going to tournaments and making top eight. That's not what he does. He's a personality. He, he is an entertainer. Is he a personality? Whether you find him entertaining or not is your call, but he's not, he's not someone who is going to go up there and make Evo top eight. Let's be real. Let, let's be honest about that. This doesn't mean anything to him. And honestly, he probably gets more out of the notoriety of being banned and having people, you know, rally around him and say, Hey, this is, this is a double standard Capcom. He gets more out of that than getting unbanned, because because he ain't gonna enter a tournament and when he's unbanned. Let's be honest. But you know, I, I I feel like this particular instance, I don't have an issue with their decision. Um, the the one problem that exists is that let's be honest, Cyril Blast is not the only person who has used that word. Um. I know of a few people, even on that screen of players you have up, mm -hmm. who have used that word and yep. by certain definitions probably shouldn't have used that word. Um, are yep. we going to ban every one of them? I, I, I think it's just sort of... It, it, when you draw a line in the sand, you have to be ready to defend that line. And if the line is simply using that word. 
then that is a line that is going to catch a whole lot of players. Yep. Yeah, and I think, I think ulti- it ultimately becomes. Oh, sorry. Go you on, You literally Elon. just said the same thing. You you. Said we it. literally did. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you got it though. You got it. You delivered the line better than me. Not really, but I think ultimately it just boils down to I think people just want the fair ruling and everybody Consistent answer the same yeah mm-hmm. so and it's tough right because this is a something that if it almost feels like capcom is playing it by ear in the sense that we haven't had a precedence of this before where somebody got banned for using a word or whatever so the fact that now they are and things are happening and we have people getting banned people getting unbanned and all this stuff it just feels like there's a lot of nebulous, which is like, you know, the world is not black and white. There's a lot of gray area, and that's where we're at. We're in a bunch of gray areas, which is why I think it's right for them to handle cases on a case-by-case basis. But I have a feeling that, you know, somebody's going to and, – and people in our chat started mentioning, you know, FChamp and whatever happened with FChamp. Who knows? Because uh, that is a person who – makes top hates and would get something out of being are they still banned by the way i remember i yes. vaguely remember there being a thing yes to my knowledge i believe they yes. are permanently banned yeah from a so, series of no, events it, the problem here i believe is that it's a with events case. starting back up a lot of people are taking the whole hey you know this happened without social media without events you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think the there are a lot of bands that are perma bands because this person should not ever be welcome inside of a community where there may be family members or children or, you know, people that have paid to go to an event and they would antagonize other people who have paid to go to the event and make that experience lesser for people, right? So there's that type of ban. And then there's a ban that's like, hey, you know, you shouldn't do this and we want to make sure people know not to do this. And so here's a softer ban. The problem is it feels the same when you don't have offline events. That's the big issue here, I feel. I feel like that one-year ban, people would be more content and happy with, and they probably wouldn't even have to make a statement if we had offline events. And that's because that would have been one of the things that like people would have forgot. People would have been like, okay, that happened. Capcom could just be like, you know, here's why we did it, so on and so forth. And everyone would be like, that makes sense. But because there are literally no other events at all and they were they couldn't do any online events because those are all capcom based you know it's a big mm-hmm. deal so I, I ultimately i think what happened was was see and this is why i didn't necessarily agree with the punishment and the way it was doled out is because i don't think the communication was there that specified why sarah blast was getting banned for that amount of time and i don't think they made it clear in the original ban what would happen if it were to be lifted you mm-hmm. know I don't think that that was ever really fully communicated, even in the original statement. Well, realistically, the only the only other band I could think of uh, that Capcom had done to that point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if. Uh, Wasn't it Doc, there, uh, the there quack might... person or whatever from Capcom in Canada? Capcom uh, in Canada. Y- yeah, yeah. All right, you're right on that, but that—that's I'm talking about for conduct. Oh, okay. Um, my apologies. For for out 
non-tournament content. Mm. Uh, the only one I could think of is Infiltration, which mm -hmm. was a significantly different set of circumstances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, the F-Champ ban is still, it was announced in June and is still, and uh, was announced as an indefinite ban, which part of the problem was when these bans were announced, there weren't really events to ban them from, and right. they had no idea when there would be uh, events again. So... I think if this happened in 2018, it might have been like a, a one-year ban. But they couldn't say that because they didn't know if there were going to be events in a month or three months or a year. or And, you know, even at this point, we still don't really know. You know, we, we kind of see light at the end of the, of the tunnel, but there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. So yeah. they couldn't really put a set time on it because everything else they were dealing with tournament-wise, uh, none of that had a set time on it. Right. Ooh. Difficult to... Man, I just wanted to look at the entrance. I didn't know it was going to go down this path. That's crazy. We have so much news. We have so much yeah. news All right. today. I just, let's, just, <laughs> let's just take a quick gander, just that what I wanted to do originally. Uh, so we have Jay Wong, Sarah Blast. Is that Mortsy? I can't see. Uh, looks like Mortsy. Ranks. Uh, Geki, who's an online player, uh, who I've heard of. Uh, Alex Myers, JB, Nephew, LPN, Chris CCH. This is a stack list. Uh, Stupendous. Plague Madness? I don't think I've heard of that person. Uh, Clegg, I'm probably going to get Clegg's done some things. Clegg's done some things. Yeah, it, probably it, not. The as... name sounds familiar, but I guess it's just my own ignorance peeking into the void here. Uh, Filipino man. Kyle P. Is that white gun? Uh, white Samurai, Samurai. Donka, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You can read better. Uh, Commander Jesse, uh, Danny Fam. Uh, there's some. There's some heavy hitters here. Uh, this is all the West Coast players. So you knew Prototype, Corey Bell, uh, Noah, Noah the Prodigy, holding it down with Friday uh, Friday Night Nightmares. Ooh. Okay. Well, Noah I just wanted is, to take. A... I think Noah's an adult. Wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Oh my god. I feel old. Why did you do that, Steve? Oh man, because I, I'm just cruel. Uh my bold prediction? <laughs> Alex oh Myers makes top three. Hmm. Was Oh. The last time Was it Alex Myers and Punk that caused the punk thing? Yes. Yeah, okay. it, yes. Is that going to – I wonder, is Alex's connection going to be brought back as an issue? Who knows? We're going to see this weekend on another episode of Capcom Fighters. Z. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Fighters. appreciate you, Tap <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a lot of things we need to get through, and we spent a lot of time on not that. So let's get down to business. Uh, not – the hit Mulan song. Let's talk about Red Bull Kumite, which is where I was going, and then Steve highlighted it in the doc. So I guess that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Red Bull Kumite was announced. It's going to be in London. It's going to be in 2021. And we have details. Don't we, Steve? We do. So this is... We, we talked about events slowly coming back, um, and most of what we've seen so far, smaller invitationals. This is... 
one of them. Uh, Red Bull Kumite has been one of the highlights of the calendar for Street Fighter. But this year, it's not just going to be Street Fighter. Uh, it is a two-day event which will take place in London at the Red Bull Gaming Sphere uh, on May 22nd and May 23rd. So two weeks from this weekend. Uh, date two is what you're familiar with, the Street Fighter Tournament. Uh, 15 players invited plus one player, a.k.a. Jones, uh, who got in via the last chance qualifier, uh, which unfortunately was only open to UK players this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be what we normally have seen from Red Bull Kumite. Uh, day one, however, is going to be a showcase for Guilty Gear Strive. So they've they've said that this is going to be a four hour uh, four hour stream. It will include exhibitions. It will include interviews with the development team. Uh, so real one of the last big pre-launch showcases for Strive uh, before it hits in mid-June. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm excited. <laughs> Although, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And especially since Strive has been pushed back so much, it's good to finally start seeing like big exhibitions and dev interviews and all this other stuff uh not that they have really excited for strife yeah but cool to see stuff speaking of which getting it's gonna be pretty great i don't mean to detract from the topic that we're on but i think we can start downloading the beta client this friday for strive beta number two and then the beta starts next week if i'm not mistaken so everybody go to your psn and download the client you can still use the same it, client from last time. Yeah. So it that will be available, excuse me, uh, in your local area on the PlayStation Store on Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, each uh, for each region's local time. Or, so if you're in Europe, it'll be 10 a.m. GMT. If you're in the U.S., it'll be 10 a.m. Eastern on Friday. And then the beta starts on... Uh, the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Thursday. Exciting. It's drive number two. And all the characters are playable, including Eno. So it's going to be a good time. Anywho, as fun as Strive is, Steve, I think I want to know more about the Street Fighter V event because there's a, it's an invitational, so people have to get invited. And I have a feeling that the people invited, since this is happening in a couple weeks, I have a feeling that the people who were invited are already invited or the people who are going to be invited already received their invitation. Have they? You would think so. Um, You would think so because there's a lot of uh, red tape you've got to clear and especially when you're talking about travel in and out of the UK right now. Mm -hmm. But we do have eight players, well, nine with the inclusion of uh, the last chance qualifier winner, nine players who have who are going to be a part of the field. And you've got some big names. That is a uh, bunch of big names. Yeah, you've got, uh, representing Europe, you've got Hurricane, you've got Mr. Crimson, you've got Problem X, and Vega Patch, a uh, player who consistently does well. So good to see Spain get some representation. Uh, Smug and Idom representing the U.S., and then Tokido and Kawano from Japan. 
And of course, mm. seven more players to be announced. Uh, those will be in the coming days. So, is there anyone that you're really hoping gets in? Hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, I want to see the Lord Daigo Mehara show up, especially after he won the Asia qualifier, right? For Capcom Cup, or am I mistaken? Are years blending uh, he, together? He won one of the Japanese uh, qualifiers last year. Who won the Japanese qualifier this year? Wasn't there one just recently? Am I crazy? Uh, no. Was it, it not was... Tokyo? Oh, it was Mago. Mago, yes. Yeah, it was Mago. September Mago. It was yes. all day Mago. All day Mago. I want all day Mago there. Uh, oh, chat, throw us some names. I see Bonchan. Bonchan's a good pick. Bonchan yeah. never disappoints. All day I want to see. I want to see Infectious again. Infectious. I want to see the. the yeah, I want to see. I want to <laughs> see the entrance. Uh, the uh, Infectious JP, the JPEG entrance again. <laughs> uh, but he's a player who would be really good. Uh, yeah, we got Punk, Sako, Sien. Sien would be a good one. Sien is always uh, entertaining to watch. Yeah. Anyway, fun things abound for Red Bull Kumite. So happy it's back. Red Bull always puts on a hell of a show. And always I'm happy excited. when Red Bull announces an event. Yeah. Yep. And we get a little bit of Guilty Gear on the side, too. So, fun times. Fudo, that's another name. Hell yeah. Fudo. There, There is no lack of quality names uh, yeah. for... Yeah, because, I mean, especially right now, you can only get mm -hmm. 16 players out. There's always yeah. going to be at least twice as many where you could say, man, it would be cool if they were there. Yeah, um, that has to be the hardest part about coming up with an invitational. That's 16 people. Like, who are you going to invite? Yeah. And who are you going to leave out? That's always a tough decision. Any final thoughts on Red Bull Kumite before we move on? Um, Sold. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it, dude. Same. Events are happening. Yeah, I've been I've been so happy recently to see any events, but anything right now is so welcome. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, uh, what I have next here is a bit of not good news. So now that we got off the high of Red Bull Kumite, let's go down. Uh. Everybody remember those We Play events? Grand old time, right? We had Soul Calibur 6, we had Tekken 7, we had Mortal Kombat 11. Big old offline productions. Great times were had. And it's over. In <laughs> uh, what is the closest thing to a joint statement I have ever seen come out of the FGC uh, this week. Both NRS and Bandai Namco announced that they're no longer allowing game their games to be used in the We Play eSport events. Wasn't it within like a couple of minutes of each other too? It yeah. was pretty much within one minute. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe they mm -hmm. were both set to, to launch at noon Eastern, um, which was an absolute... Uh, shock to a lot of people because uh, NetherRealm and Bandai Namco, of course, uh, 
they are they made all three of the games uh, that were part of we play uh, UFL season one. We're talking about Soul Calibur six and Tekken seven from the Bandai Namco side of things, and Mortal Kombat eleven from the NetherRealm side of things. So that's every that's all three of their games from season one, mm-hmm. and their uh, statements came out at the same time and with almost identical wording. Do we want to start with Bandai Namco? Let's go with NetherRealm first because that's what I have pulled Let's up. Let's go with NetherRealm so we, so we can compare and contrast. Uh, so NetherRealm statement, quote, NetherRealm Studios is consistently striving to foster the best esports tournaments for our dedicated fans and community. Due to differences in vision, we will now no longer allow our games to be utilized in WePlay-operated esports events, end quote. All right, now everybody, uh, close your eyes. All right, now open them back up. Just slightly, yeah, just a little different. Uh, Bandai Namco, quote, Bandai Namco is consistently striving to deliver the best esports tournaments and events to please our players and fans. Due to differences in vision and professional standards, we will no longer be working with WePlay as an esports tournament organizing partner, end quote. So basically, one of them asked to copy from the other, and they said to change it up a little bit so it doesn't look like it, uh, they got copied. Uh, Obviously, <laughs> a little bit of a old, joke, but the, the good old high school tech or college tech. Uh, there is the sorry, man. there is a lot of um context for this. I feel Steve, mm-hmm. did you want to go over? why the statement came to be well, and uh, uh, why a lot of people believe the statement came to be. Well, we can talk about WePlay's response. Um, which Let's came, get to um, WePlay's okay. response in just a sec. Yeah, because, because they don't say why. Mm-hmm. They don't say why, but we have, we, we have our guesses as to why. No. Um, do we want to cover you, it? Who like, wants to do the- it? <laughs> I can do yeah. it. I've got Ooh. it out. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. So, uh, in response to this, uh, WePlay put out a statement on Twitter within 24 hours and said, quote, WePlay has always strived to raise the standards in every tournament we put together by delivering the highest quality events using innovative production techniques and providing the best conditions for players and talents alike. With WePlay UFL Season 1, we put together one of the most memorable FGC tournaments to date, approved by both Bandai and NetherRealm. Our goal was always and still is to provide the community with a world-class event that everyone can enjoy. The news received today caught us by surprise. Since we play uh, UFL began and after the event finished, we tried to discuss the future seasons, go over feedback, and address the first season with both NetherRealm and Bandai but have had no response. Our vision and dedication to the FGC have not changed, and we will continue to move forward by making amazing events and content that the community deserves, end quote. So again, neither company revealing the exact reason why uh, there was a falling out. And we don't know the exact reason, but the most popular theory is uh, WePlay's partnership 
with a company called 1xBet. This is a gaming slash gambling operation based in Cyprus uh, that have, was heavily involved with the sponsorship of Ultimate Fighting League. Uh, they have three owners who uh, were Ru- three Russian owners who have uh, moved to Cyprus for reasons completely unrelated to them being wanted in Cyprus, as well as being wanted in the UK. Um, 1xBet was recently uh, the subject of an investigation by the Sunday Times, a newspaper in the UK, uh, which found that the company offered bets on children's sports. Uh, they all that the company advertised on websites that included illegal activity such as cockfighting, and that they helped operate a uh, so-called Pornhub casino, a casino that used uh, topless women as dealers, uh, a video casino, I should say. Now, in response to that, uh, WePlay has said that the website advertisements were a mistake, and that that was done through a third-party advertising vendor, um, and that uh, they operate within the laws of all of the nations that they have a license to operate in. They do not have a UK license. They technically do not offer uh, bets in UK in the UK, but there are ways around that. Same with the United States. So. It is believed, again, unconfirmed, but it is believed that this partnership between WePlay and uh, 1xBet is the reason for uh, the falling out between uh, between uh, NRS and Bandai Namco and WePlay. Now, Important to note that they did announce the partnership about a week or uh, two weeks prior to this news dropping, which is why it's such a widely believed thought process. But once again, neither of these statements confirm nor deny it. Honestly, they don't mention it at all. So, And I, I do want to bring up one small bit of context when it comes to 1xBets and their dealings with esports. Because there was one company that partnered with 1xBets earlier. Or not earlier, but before... They partnered with Wii Sport or Wii Play, and that was ESL. ESL huh. partnered with One Xbox, and then shortly after that partnership started, it ended. Mm-hmm. So, who knows One what Xbox happened? One Xbox is the scenes. not a small company, yeah. Either they worked with very large football clubs in the UK, like uh, Chelsea, Manchester mm-hmm. United, the terrible team that everybody who doesn't really enjoy the sport watches. Uh, Arsenal, wow. you know. Um, a the lot views of people, expressed a lot by of Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> we are the views on Manchester podcast. United are. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're, in all seriousness, yeah, it's it's a big deal. Like they're they they spend a lot of money and they make a lot of money, and it's not all above board is the problem. So mm-hmm. after obviously a lot of people believe that a company like that has no place inside of the community, and a couple of. Organizers made those views very known on social media, which is why it's so widely believed that this is what occurred. But we have no proof. No, no, just a very 
believed hypotheses. Well, okay, let's let's frame it this way. In our opinion here, as individuals, not representing any company, not speaking for anybody else, is taking money from an organization that has a shady background like one X bets good or bad for the FGC? It's bad. Very bad. I, I mean, okay, so I ran the Skull Girls tour back in like 2016, and we originally had this partnership with this company called Stream.me. And so uh, we did the Skull Girls tour for two years, but after we moved to an online-only format in our second year, we removed ourselves from that partnership with Stream.me specifically because it became known to us that they were allowing a very racist uh, person on their platform specifically to spew views against a lot of people inside of the Skullgirls community. Well, not the Skullgirls community specifically, but like they were spewing a lot of homophobia, racism, uh, ageism, sexism, and everything like that, which really started to offend members of our community, you know? So obviously don't become aligned with that anymore. Like, if you're going to come over here and you're going to, like, have all these terrible views about other humans, then, like, maybe we don't accept your money, you know? Things like that. So it is important to know that because you don't want people who don't have your best interest at heart to determine how you run an event. You don't want that. That is what stops our community from being accessible, and that is what stops our community from growing. It also stops... The community being for a place where people who just enjoy the game and are like quote unquote good people can be you know um not to say this person in question can't change or is inherently super evil their thoughts are what are really problematic and the way that they're spewing them and sharing them and 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 making others believe that it is fact when it's exclusively an opinion that is false that's a problem you know uh I feel like as an organizer or someone who's in charge of an event, you have kind of a duty to make sure that that doesn't happen. And as soon as it comes to your knowledge, you have to do the right thing in that instance, which is unfortunately cutting ties with things like that. And I think that's the position that if I had to guesstimate, I personally believe that that's why Bandai and NetherRealms made that statement, because that's what I would do in their opinion, in their position. That's literally what I did with the Skullgirls tour. That's what I would have done in there. And their positions too, I would have been like, well, okay, is this fact, uh, is this who's actually in charge of that money? Is that where they're getting their money from? Okay, cool. We don't want our games at that because we don't want them to be changing the demographic of players when we know our players aren't like that, you know? Like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Like, I I feel like we there's the issue of the specifics around one X bet uh, around this event. There's that issue, mm. but there's also the issue of gambling companies around fighting game events. Um, obviously, you can esports gambling is growing by leaps and bounds, and I'm not inherently opposed to that. I, I feel like if people can do so responsibly, um, mm -hmm. I don't see it as significantly different by, you know, being at a venue and say, hey, I like I like the guy on stage on 10 who, who's got me. I don't I don't necessarily think that's a problem. The problem is uh, 
one uh, X Bet was actually offering odds on uh, on Ultimate Fighting League. Yeah. And you're talking about an event that has a prize pool that is, you know, in gaming terms, gambling terms, relatively small, fifty thousand um, dollars. I feel like it would be. Like when you're when we're dealing with small amounts of price, and not to say that fifty thousand dollars is a small amount, but it is small in relative terms to uh, the amount of money that could be bet on the event. So I feel like when you have that sort of situation, the possibility of someone influence coming in and offering up a little bit of. Uh, incentive to swing a match a particular way you know if it i can make a hundred thousand it definitely becomes yeah. a different dynamic yeah yeah and that's and that's something we got to deal with you know when you talk about uh you know when we're talking about this on a much bigger scale when we're talking about s soccer games it's not necessarily the matches in La Liga and Premier League and Champions League that you got to worry about because the parties involved make significant amounts of money already. It's the lower leagues. It's like the third, fourth, fifth division uh, teams in these countries where the players are not making that much money, relatively speaking. So a smaller bet could be more influential and you could bet a relatively smaller amount to make money off of it. I feel like that's something that it's uncomfortable and we got to address it as we, as the world of gambling becomes more and more entwined with the world of esports. Very good point. It's one of the reasons I really don't like um, a lot of the gambling aspects that they kind of add on on a lot of like larger leagues and, and larger games, you know what I mean? Like because there are ways to bet on over Overwatch games and be completely above board with it. Like you can go to DraftKings and you can bet on certain things and like Fortnite or like Apex. Like you can do that. <laughs> and it's kind of bizarre and crazy. Um and it's it's one of the reasons why Japan doesn't allow people to play for money because they're like, no, that's we don't want that at all. You know? Um so I I I'm terrified to see it already be inside of the FGC and I'm terrified to see it start to kind of trickle down from esports into smaller caveats and smaller communities you know it's kind of terrifying to think that a lot of people are getting money like that now and that's kind of like what we have to do in order to have really big production events but I don't feel like it's the route we need to go down in order to keep growing you know yeah but at but, the same but go ahead go ahead no no, no you go no, ahead please my thought okay. is not the same as yours. Steve, talk. Steve, talk. All right. <laughs> what I what I was going to say is, the issue is you brought up like needing that money to put on bigger production events. Gambling, you know, we talk about FGC being poverty. It's hard to make money out of off of events. You need sponsors, and gambling sponsors are going to be the ones that are looking at this the most. Because they're one of the few companies that can almost guarantee that they make money as long as they get some people playing based off of the, off of their thing. So it it it's tough, you know. It's easy for us to say, yeah, you, you don't take that sponsorship, 
you know, would we fe- would we feel any differently if it was a uh, gambling company that Porn was Hub? more if above it was board? Uh, I just Pornhub Porn did sponsor. It's it's not to me. See, it's not to me. That's the problem. Was it Pornhub? Is Pornhub Budweiser did something with them? Remember, uh, betting the, to me, the, what, those are all like it, the same genre of companies. Was it? Por- are are you thinking you of porn. uh, U porn? U porn. Yeah. Thank Team you. YP. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team YP. I forgot about that. But that's but, but that's my point. I didn't. <laughs> my point is is that that impacts people in the community. You didn't remember it because you didn't start internalizing and thinking when you were coming of age playing video games. Hey, that's crazy. This is the only way I can play video games is if I'm sponsored by people who literally are 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 taking a very very lucrative and incredibly exploitative media and trying to promote that to children. That's the only way I can really enjoy video games professionally. What story does that tell people when they play? Do I have an issue with sex sex workers and people inside of that industry that aren't necessarily for, uh, uh, aren't necessarily doing that? No, but I do have issues with the industry that's profiting off of that and exploiting a lot of people like that, taking that money and putting it into something and saying, this is the only way you're going to be able to make money off of your game. That's a problem. We should have sponsors from uh, from our game developers, from our publishers, from people inside of the industry wanting this to profit because of how much money it is. If these outside companies can see how lucrative it is, why can't these other companies whose actual game it is? Why can't they give us an actual amount to do what we want to do? That's why I get angry. That's why I get upset when I see people going to that. That's 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 where my anger comes from. Inherently, we are doing people a service by running these tournaments. We know the audience. We know the community. We know what we want because it's the same thing that we want. So why not just give us what we're asking for instead of making us go to all these less savory characters that that doesn't always send the, the message we want to send to underage or coming-of-age individuals, you know? Like, that's what it really comes to. I... I know I had a conversation about this eons ago when Budweiser was doing something, and I was like, I don't necessarily know if alcohol has a place at some of these public events, you know, in the way that it's being showcased right now. And everyone's like, well, sports does it all the time. And it's like, well, sports also has very lucrative uh, Adidas contracts. They have very lucrative Nike contracts that pay significantly more than this. This is just those companies really scraping the barrel, you know? So when I look at things like that, that makes me frustrated, you know? I get you. And it makes sense. That is mm-hmm. a very good perspective on it. But Steve, you, you also very I, – I super agree with your viewpoint. I super agree. We can't always be picky about our money to that degree. I just feel like especially a location where we're specifically targeting people that are underage or coming of age, we really do have an obligation to make sure that this place is safe for them. And no parent is going to drop off their kid at a place when they're like – Oh, yeah, you know, Budweiser's hosting it. There's going to be a bunch of beer. There's going to be a bunch of alcohol. Oh, yeah, uh, U-Porn is, is hosting here. There's going to be a, a bunch of really good deals for their website. Things like that. Like, no parent's going to drop off a kid there, you know? It really only hurts us in the long run. Let me offer a counterpoint to that, too. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Steve. Is Are these events supposed to be for people who are underage because i know there was a big discussion uh about 
making sure that everybody is 18 and over. And if you're not, that you have a uh, parent with you uh, to take you there. Or if you don't have a parent there, you have like at least a signed permission slip or something like that. So is the central audience of the fighting game community specifically for people who are underage? And while... I'm posing this question. I'm also thinking about the fact that it's supposed to be inclusive. So even if that isn't the central audience, that an avenue for that audience is something that we do want. So I mean, Sonic thing becomes... like just turned 23. Right. And he's arguably one of the best fighting game players of all time. Justin Wong was 21, like when he was going to Evo and practicing and doing everything like that. And he got picked up by Empire when he was like what 18, 17. So it's like this it is a very real. Yeah, it was eons before that that he knew everybody that was playing for. That's when it became official. That's why I'm counting it. But I know he was with them way before that. You know, so you mm -hmm. have to you have to realize that even if these companies do it, what it really becomes is us limiting ourselves from a certain audience. Like think about Smash. Think about Super Smash Brothers. Think about the audience that they have. Now think about why Nintendo is so glaring when they have to go to certain sponsors because they're like, I I know y'all will take money from anyone, you know, and we do have kids here. So it's like, think about that, except with fighting games, because these games are already pretty provocative in and of themselves. You know, there's already a lot of violence. Why do we have to add on to that in general? And no, I'm not just saying this because, you know, I've been thinking about my family and everything recently. I don't want to hear it. It's a, it's a very real <laughs> conversation topic is my point here. And doesn't always take uh, femmes or, or a woman to say something like mm. that to make it any more or any less true. It doesn't always take having a child to understand that viewpoint, right. I feel. Because the reality is, like, these are, these are consumers of a medium that we all enjoy. Mm -hmm. And we should be able to make sure they have as much fun as possible without having to confront certain dredges of society that are still unnecessary in general, right? Like, mm -hmm. a kid should be able to pull up a game without, like, beating a woman to death and being like, huh, it sucks that if, you know, I present as a woman, I'd probably be beaten to death type of thing. You know, no one, no kid wants to be like, oh, man, thinking about that in the middle of it. Like, if I played a game like that, I'd be, like, super depressed and be like, dang, this is how society sees me. You know? <laughs> Who would want that? I I, I I I see what you're saying, and 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 your take, and you you know, it's a little different from what I was thinking. Um, Fair. You know, when 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 you're talking about kids in the space, obviously, uh, we got to make sure they're protected. We got to make sure that they're not exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to. We shouldn't be advertising Bud Light to to teens. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the only counterpoint I would say to that is. I'm 37. Wait, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 37. No, I totally get it. I think there should like, be, they're... like, at events, there should be a little lounge or something, you know, 21 and older. I would be totally cool with that. I would be totally cool if there was another specific event that was all 21 and older. The problem is the Budweiser event that I was talking about that was 21 and over, it was streamed on Twitch to everyone, you know? So, like... Things like that are kind of, mm, you know, if you're going to do a 21 and over event, make it, make it, you know, super exclusionary. Do all of that stuff. Do what you need to do if you're only catering to adults, but make it very clear that this is just the adult space, you know? I, I don't feel like you should be able to, like, sign a permit and go to a place where they're all actively serving drinks and no one's really checking for cards or something like that. Like, that just seems 
weird. <laughs> but that's what I feel I with the whole bet thing, too, is that, like, all of this is very... We don't. We shouldn't need this to survive. I still very much so feel like that. We shouldn't need all of this to survive. We should be able to hold a better standard for all participants, regardless of their age. And we should make a very inclusive event, regardless of you being able to drink or smoke or or enjoy adult activities. You know, <laughs> all of that. Word. I just realized it's almost seven fifteen. We have fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second half. I thought you were gonna use the bell if it was a problem, Eli. Look, we just had two of like the most serious discussions I've had. We've had on this show for like the past three months. Yeah. So it was a good one. Yes. Fifteen minute lightning. I round. would have used my five minutes. I would have used my five minutes. I don't even have that set up. Uh, all right, lightning round. Project L playtest is happening. If you live in the West Coast. Go play it if you get invited. So, is that it? Yeah, uh, Tom. Can, yeah, Tom. Can, that took place uh, lat this past weekend, if I remember correctly. Oh, never mind. Don't uh, go play it. Uh, Tom Cannon did say there may be more dates coming up, uh, but Tom Cannon did go on Twitter and say that hey, we're we're happy. People are excited. Uh, there probably won't be any sort of open beta uh, before the end of this year, so be patient. So. We're still a ways away from a release. Yeah, but hey, but, location uh, tests. That's more or less what's happening, happening here. Uh, yeah, so no Project L in 2021. I guess that's what we can take away from that. Anything else on Project L? Uh, no, but we've got some more ga uh, game news updates. Yes. Say it, A Steve. couple. Say the thing. Uh, Everybody wants to hear it. Say it. Say it. Virtual. Which thing? The one Virtual you're going to say? The Virtual Fighter 5 Esports? Yes. Is it a thing? Uh, I, so guessed this was, I guessed it. I guessed it. I guessed it. Uh, this was rated uh, by both uh, Korean and Japanese uh, rating boards. Uh, it is also known in other countries as Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Mm -hmm. uh, so this appears to be a next-gen uh, uh, version uh, slash port of VF5 Final Short uh, Showdown. So, Damn, I'm excited. You know what else? Like stamps? Beavers. Beaver for the win. Subscribe for 42 months. I did it. We got there. Thank you, Beaver yeah. for the win. Beaver FTW. All right. I'm sorry. We I wish we could celebrate more, but we're on a tight schedule here. Limited time engagement. Here we go. Virtual Fighter 5 Esports. Super dope. Looking forward to it. Anything else we want to say on it? Um, I I just want to hear uh, Akira's theme again because, man, that goes hard. Ride the Tiger goes hard. <laughs> All right. Next, Steve. How many dashes can you do in Fexel? Actually, I'm posing always... this question to both. To both of you, Sharpie, Steve, how many dashes can you do in Fexel? I've never played. Steve, see, I, I, you know, I don't, I have trouble with dashes, but I could always do another dash. Yeah, there's not enough, so they added another dash. Fexel, another dash is coming out on May twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot update... of setup for that joke, Elon. I I saw where he was going, and I tried to get him there, but. Uh, we got there. So, yes, 
May 19th, May 20th, depending on where you are in the world, is when the uh, Another Dash update will hit for Fighting EX Layer. So Exciting. you're only a few, a couple weeks away from that getting your hands on a new updated uh, Goji-less version That's of Fexel. Or not. That's a significant change. Yeah, it's crazy. I used to always play the the Goji where the deck where you have to get beat up a lot, and then I think it's called Miracle because then you get like infinite armor and infinite a bunch of stuff, and that game is crazy when that stuff happens. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, so... We're gonna leave our thought. We're gonna we were planning on giving our thoughts of the FK movie. We're gonna leave it for next week. We can talk about the MK movie next week. We're running out of time here because we have the biggest thing that we have not talked about yet that we need to talk about and that we was do. something that was announced today if i'm not mistaken a and few hours that. before the podcast actually yeah it was this afternoon and it is that we have an event that is coming our way a new fight is coming whatever anyway uh combo breaker announced the event not the tournament mind you but the event called look alive and it is going to be, oh, Steve, you, you left some alpha on there. That's cool. Hi. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought I. Th it's okay. It's fine. We're good. He has arms, bro. That's so cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, look alive was announced it's today. Coming to grab ya. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh it shoot! Is... Does that mean combo breaker is a grappler? Oh no. Oh my god. Anyway, let's talk about Look Alive. Look Alive is a digital festival and apparel release event coming this year in lieu of Combo Breaker. And it is going to be a sell from uh, Rick the, Ma the Hado himself on Twitter, as he said. Let me go ahead and do this and then do this. Uh, uh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Rick. It's okay. That's what I thought you were going to do. That's why. I <laughs> Uh, That's all right. I, I'm uh, trying. <laughs> uh, Rick has said that this is basically a big celebration of everybody who's been helping keep the FGC competitive scene alive without the ability of having offline events uh, through these past two years. So they have a collaboration with a bunch of tournament organizers, content creators, including one that is on this screen right now. Two, I thought. Two? Uh, oh, just me? Just you. It's just, just you. you. I am not Sage Am. My, my, look, my, my seg and skills are pretty billing. good. Can we talk about that? Yeah, top I'm right billing. there on the very first, on the very first one in the big font. Like that's so that blows my mind. I'm it's a big deal for me. Like I know it's really silly, but I'm like literally losing my mind at that. That's the biggest blow up to me. I'm like right there. I'm like, eh, I don't even have to search for my name underneath. Like, you did it. You've made it. The combo breaker look alive. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was really cheesy. I apologize for that one. Uh, it's okay. It made me smile. But uh, yeah. So. We don't know too much about it, aside from that it's going to be just a giant celebration. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, 
I, this is in collaboration with a bunch of tournament organizers who run weeklies, monthlies, regionals, etc., etc., etc. I know for sure Wednesday Night Fights and NLBC are on there, along with a bunch of others, including uh, Battle Royale Theater, which is run by uh, Texas local Tommy Two Step. It's a third strike tournament. So I don't know what this event's going to be like, but it's looking like it's going to be a pretty cool celebration of everything FGC and our survival during these very tough times. So the one of the big things uh, that they're talking about is, and I want to get the wording on this right, uh, because they're talking about uh, Rick, uh, Rick Thayer, lead organizer of Combo Breaker, a.k.a. The Hotto. Uh, in, in describing it, he says he's uh, combining, quote, money matches, documentaries, scratch routines, combo vids, skits, interviews, merch drops, live event announcements, and more to show love for everyone's efforts these past two years and start tuning up for the years ahead, end quote. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of, expect to see a lot of exhibitions, like some first to tens, uh, some combo, you know, obviously combo exhibitions. Uh, You're going to see a lot of cool stuff from a lot of different people. And I'm really excited to see this different take on that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, last year they did the retrospective, which I think was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was Uh, was really it was like watching a combo breaker documentary. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it was very, very good. And um, I mean, you already said it like videos skits interviews merch drops like even live event stuff like climax is on here you know the jazzy circuit next level vampire arcadia there's so many there are also small uh video uh groups like lunar phase you know the Skullgirls tournament by munoz was added on here like shoot i'm a Skullgirls content creator and i'm on here you know like there's there are so many people in so many different communities at this event and i really feel like i'm excited because to me this is like one of those little specials you would see on pbs you know like late at night when they needed to fund money and everybody would come there and they'd be like ah here's a variety show of like you know all these famous entertainers except they're all fighting games and it's really cool to me i am super excited for this and i hope everyone's really excited to see my very funny videos that i made specifically for this that i've been working all month on <laughs> trying to zoom in enhance here so we can get a really good look at who's going to be at this thing so here are the content creators and it's cool that they're doing you know content stuff too it's not just you know the players it's about the content uh they have a lot of big names of course the biggest name on there the purple sharpie uh and, uh, you know, we have friend of the show, uh, hold, back to blo- hold Back to Block, that's Esteban, uh, you know, the person who made the KI documentary, along with a lot of really cool other documentaries. Uh, we have the, you know, the the usual, the usuals. We have Sejam. We have the new usual, St. Cola, who uh, has been doing a great job commentating for CPT. Uh, Jay Chenzer is in there. We have Brian F. ComboVid. Uh, TVFGC. Say it one more time. TVFGC is a big one. Uh, TVFGC. Oh. They've gotcha. been doing weekly content and little digest videos and posting them on Twitter and YouTube almost every single week of this quarantine, actually. Crazy. Ever since we first started back, they, they started like in 2018. They've been doing it very frequently. Very nice. You, awesome. You guys are missing the big one. The biggest name on there. Bob Saget? No. Although Crashing. that might be the, what? No. Uh, up and to the right. Mike, 2600? Right next, just below that. The 
Popcorn Baron. The Popcorn uh, yeah. Baron. I saw that. If I saw, I was y'all... like, I was so. <laughs> What's if happening? I need to know bit... what the collab is. If y'all ain't been to Combo Breaker, y'all ain't seen the lines that mm-hmm. Popcorn Baron gets whenever he gets that new flavor. You got that that spicy jalapeno. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it just nuts flavors that you would not expect on popcorn. He makes it work. I know he just got some uh, professional equipment not too long ago mm-hmm. to make lo- larger batches. So I am super excited to see what that what that is. You know, we can talk about the the community. It's awesome. We can talk about all of all of this. This is the highlight for me. Give me that popcorn. I want some popcorn. Give me that damn popcorn. Do you ready. think he'll be able to ship popcorn now? He's already doing it. Excuse me? Where do I buy? You can, you can purchase it on his Twitter. He has a website and everything. I'm sorry for screaming. That was just such a big surprise. I, I'm going to, as soon as the show is over, okay, I'm going to so buy it first of all, yeah, he, he fundraised the new equipment, or I, I should say crowdfunded slash, uh, you know, received all of it through through sales and his website and then immediately said by the way you can buy it here i remember that because i was like ah, i should buy myself some popcorn Please and i was like Ooh, i don't me. really got money I like will, that yeah give me one second. i will live like a king it's with just popcorn. for anybody listening it's www.thepopcornbaron.com sick i'm gonna die of popcorn overdose for the next couple of days uh all right and here are the oh here are the tos that are going to be taking uh that that are going to be involved with this you know we have next level battle circuit vampire arcadia thank you for being there Wednesday night fights dmc three v three ki stuff that's devil may care garage gear multi index online uh the online local uh who else is on here I mentioned uh battle royale theater there they are uh combat club uh TSB. I, yeah, yeah, TSB there. I did see Team Stickbug. Uh, Casa Fridays, of course. Low Kick Esports. Good Game Goons. That's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's, um, oh my god. The uh, commentator for Dreads. Why can I not remember his name? Hell Pockets? Yes, Hell Pockets. Thank you. Right? Is that Hell Pockets' thing? Game Goons? Game Goons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I was getting so pissed that I could not remember Hell Pockets' name. Uh, no Fatal problem. Fridays is on there too. Play Guilty Gear. Uh, <laughs> My favorite was Pat, Patrick Miller actually like quote retweeted that and just said Play Guilty Gear, and I was like, <laughs> "Bruh, <laughs> how did you do it? Teach me." Ah. <laughs> uh. But anyway, these are heavy hitters when it comes to local and regional tos that are going to be involved with this thing. So I cannot wait. And I know what you're thinking. You're asking, when is this heavenly festival of all things FGC and amazing happening? It's going to be May 29th and May 30th. So look alive out there for look alive combo breaker presentation powered by Astro. This is the last I'm going to say because I know we only have a couple of seconds, but I'll give Steve like 30 seconds to respond to this. All of this is being powered by Astro, which is like a nice way of saying it's being sponsored by Astro. Astro is not a gambling website. They are an equipment model based and they're able to help us create something like this. So it's totally feasible. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. 
I'm not saying it's impossible for other companies to come in. I'm just saying there's not a whole lot of companies that can come in and get something like that. Astro, Astro, thank you for the work you do. Um, I wish there were more of you, but there are more of you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember Mad Cats? Rip. I will just say, I personally very much so enjoy my A40s with custom ear tags that are actually removable, detachable, and the sound quality is just so fantastic. Big fan of those by Astro Gaming. Oh, what's that over there to the right? Just conveniently located so you can see the ear cups of the headset that is not an Astro that I'm wearing because we're not sponsored by them yet. I was trying to get you the Astro sponsorship, my guy. If they want to do that, they're free to... Email us at bestofeshow at gmail.com. I got... HyperX, baby. Hit me up. Y'all talking about authentic stuff? I got a book of knockoff recipes. (laughs) Copycat recipes. This is... And honestly, I made the P.F. Chang, you know, chicken lettuce wraps Delicious. Speaking you. speaking of delicious, Steve, do we want to do we want to tease something that's coming down the line? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, there may be something coming down the line. Uh, something delicious. That that I'm really excited about, line. but I'm excited about it too. Uh, but that's for another time. Another for week. another uh, episode because we are out of. We time. had Sorry. so much news this week. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I keep cutting you guys off. I feel like a today. Uh, not that <laughs> I don't good. feel like a. Every other day, I feel like <laughs> you should, as a birdie player. Just saying, I don't play birdie. Oh, don't, you know what? You just, just did a birdie cosplay. That's yeah, it was, was. voted That's on by the people. I had to do it, and I'm never doing it. I anything. just assumed you would only do it if you really love the character that much. Not that you were able to be bought and sold, Elon. Hey, I can always be bought and sold by our audience who chooses to spend their time with us here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. At twitch.tv forward slash best of V show. And, and we appreciate when you do. We love that. That was a good burn. I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, viewers. I appreciate you. <laughs> Regardless to what I just said, you're right. Yeah. All in all, it's all fun and games here. No ill will uh, towards anybody yet. Uh, but that's been our episode. We are out of time. The alarms are ringing. They're not ringing. I didn't set an alarm, but it is 731. So, for. Today's episode of Best of Five, I have been Elon. Here's my Twitter information. This over here is the main squeeze, the king of the aces, ace king, offsuit, jurek. I almost messed up your name, but I saved it. With my with my awesome book. My with your awesome, awesome book. book. And for those of you that are listening, it just says restaurant recipes on the cover, and it looks very no, fancy. Secret oh. restaurant recipes. Secret. <laughs> secret restaurant recipes that they don't want you to know. Uh, speaking of recipes, we also have the recipe for success on our show, the lovely and talented, the purple Sharpie, top billing. Here's the award they gave me literally for getting top billing on that poster. They said, Sharpie, we're so proud of you. We're going to send this to you and it'll be there by the end of the stream. So like, thank you again for that. I don't feel like I deserve it. I feel like literally this is past due, you know? So just thank you to everybody who hated on me. That's impressive that they, A, made the announcement, and then, B, sent you that one-day shipping. Uh, <laughs> five-hour five hour shipping, actually. Five-hour shipping. It got that five-hour shipping unlocked. All right. That's it for us today. 
Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Look forward to it. Now you both say your outros. Every podcaster has a sign-off phase. Grace. Good night, Canada. Uh, all right, bye. <laughs>